out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the age of between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star on Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shondara Pachau and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hello, and welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Jacqueline Tao. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are your teen hosts. We are so excited to once again announce that this program, Express Yourself, is a number one top-rated radio show in the world and on the network, and we have you, our dedicated listeners, to thank. Our gratitude to all of you who have for spreading the word and the links and tuning in every week to Express Yourself. We are Teens Talk, and the world listens. So today's show is about technology and change, and we're thrilled to introduce to you the two winners who tied for first place in the 8th annual Be The Star You Are essay contest, who will read their award-winning entries. They are Dana Allen from the West Coast and Pamela Lewis from the East Coast. Also showcased in today's program are our two field reporters, Healthbeat reporter Nicole Eubanks and Courtney Chen with Book It. So technology has indeed changed since I was a little girl. I mean, I remember developing film at Costco and having like one cell phone for the entire family. I mean, Stephen, I'm not sure what you remember from when you were a kid. Well, I can tell you about the changes in cell phones, especially since I'm practically addicted to my phone right now using the As internet. As is everyone. Yeah, if internet, email, everything. I basically respond to emails extremely fast in the middle of class. Don't tell my teachers that. I can tell, yeah. (laughs) However, I do remember back in just middle school when we had that crappy old flip phone that barely did anything. It was silver and survived everything. That's true. You can drop it and basically it won't do anything. But it was quite interesting. I also remember the best thing is the computer changing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. uh, My old family computer was like, eight megabytes of RAM. Right now it's up to three gigabytes or something. It was a huge desktop. I still have the screen for it and I still have the case for the actual hard drives. Mm-hmm. My, my my mice actually got lost in the case once and made it its home. Long story there. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just say that computers are very different right now. Yeah, I mean, mine is like not the size of my closet anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that old, but <laughs> the size you know, of a closet. Fair enough. Those days when we had floppy disks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But no longer. No longer. Okay, so now let's go to our tech field reporter, Courtney Chang, with her newest book it. So what do you have us for us, Courtney? Hey guys, I'm Courtney here, and I'm reporting from Danville, California. So may I just start off by making a quick comment? When I heard that we were talking about technology, I just had a little laugh with myself since I'm generally really against the idea of combining like books and technology. I'm like, the type of person. Boy, like the Kindle? Yes, I'm. You don't like the Kindle. I don't. I have a weird relationship with it. Okay, like okay. So I'm like a, of, like a Facebook. <laughs> it's complicated relationship. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the type of person who has an entry on her bucket list to spend an entire day in a bookstore. I literally just sit in the store all day and read and smell books, but mostly read. I don't think I'd even need to eat because it distracts from reading. And with all the newfangled gadgets that offer like the digital books, like the Kindles, Nooks from Barnes & Noble, and the iPad iPhone trend now, I'm still partial to a nice hardcover book. So I don't know about you guys, but... I think it's either, easier on the eyes yeah. when you have a hardcover book. Yeah. And I, I mean, suppose... Even though Kindle tries, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I suppose I'm kind of a traditionalist that way. I like I like my books. I like to flip the pages when I read and smell the bindings and actually feel the weight of the book and the amount that I've read. And my mom, she got a Kindle for Christmas and I used it to read a book once. And the, that one time I used the Kindle, I think I tried to flip the page like too many times to count. Like I tried to flip the page and I realized, right, I just used the button to flip the page. I don't actually have to flip the page. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. can't you swipe your finger to flip the page on Kindle? It it was one of the older ones, so it's just the, oh, it was still okay. the button one. Yeah, is that an option on the new Kindle? Yeah, the new Kindles are touchscreen, so. Oh, do you have one? No, I just know of them. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I know of technology, I'll say that much. However, I do agree <laughs> it is easier on the eyes to have a hardcover book, and whenever I have any, I actually don't have a Kindle, I'd rather read hardcover, so. Do either of you prefer having a Kindle? Nope. <laughs> except for except for textbooks giant textbooks kindle all the way exactly also if you have a kindle you can like read on bart and things like that you know what i mean if you, even if you don't yeah. have the books with you yeah that's a plus i was actually impressed with like how nice the screen of the kindle is so that it's not like it doesn't make you feel like you're reading from a screen even though you are yeah i just think that's like actually kind of impressive even though hardcover is still better yeah, so Stephen made the comment that having a textbook on a Kindle is nice. And since you're in college, do you know of any textbooks that are offered in Kindle form? I'm not sure, actually. Um, I don't know if there are any textbooks offered in Kindle, but I know that they, for example, my physics textbook, um, there's a hardcover version, and then there's like an internet kind of online version that you oh, can purchase. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. so you can, like, read it on your smartphone or whatever when you're Oh, yeah, traveling. with the smartphone. Of course, like, I'm not, yeah. I don't know if anyone, like, wants to do that, but you can. Yeah. Which is yeah, cool. so I, I guess, like, my thing with Kindles is that, yeah, I agree. Like, having a digital book format, it's a lot easier to handle the amount of reading you do in college and whatnot. It'll definitely be a lot less stressful on your back and arms to have everything in one little Kindle form than purchase all the physical books. I know, then, exactly. Yeah. Do you have that issue right now, Jacqueline, in college? With too many books? Yeah. Um, 
I guess it's kind of different because you don't always have to bring your textbooks to class. Like during lecture, you just take notes, and so you don't actually need your book with you, which is nice because you don't have to lug it around. But like when you go to study at the library and things like that, yeah, you would have to carry a textbook. So it's nice to have it online. It also saves you from having to like buy an actual book because sometimes online versions are cheaper. Yeah, books are expensive. Books are, very- books are very very expensive, especially yeah. textbooks. <laughs> You can easily spend like five hundred dollars a quarter on textbooks here. That's insane. A quarter, a <laughs> yeah. quarter, quarter, a quarter, a quarter. Yeah, and at Stanford each uh, year we have three quarters. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, that's if I mean if you go on Amazon and if you buy off your friends, like you buy used ones, it's a lot better. But if you didn't do any of that, you could like theoretically spend that much. Which is terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> is I it know. a lot cheaper on Kindles though? Um, textbooks? Yeah, are textbooks a lot cheaper online or in technology format? Mm, they tend to be sometimes, yeah. Like, my physics textbook was probably, like, half the price on the internet. Okay, that's useful. Yeah. And then I, like, share my account with my friends sometimes, so... Oh, that's handy. That's <laughs> it. They, they probably don't like it, but we like it. <laughs> exactly. Let's not promote too much on this show. Not okay. Yet. Okay. <laughs> Silent. Courtney, do you have any other suggestions or thoughts to share? I don't know. I feel like, I almost feel like the, the trend technology is taking these days. It's almost promoting us to get just the electronic digital copies rather than the physical copies, which I guess is why I'm so on the fence about this. Because, yeah, I prefer books. Fair enough. That's definitely something to think about. And actually, that gets into the bigger idea of how technology changes the world for the better or not. And it's a question of the more we want to make things faster and easier, what if we just get into things that make it not easier? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel almost feel like technology, like at the rate it's changing and how fast it's allowing us to do things, it's making everyone on a whole a lot more impatient. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because like school computers, I think everyone knows school computers because they're all on one server. It's a lot slower than your personal computer. And so I always find it really amusing when we're in class and we're all trying to log on at the same time. Everyone gets so frustrated because you have to sit there for a good minute and a half, which granted isn't all that long <laughs> to just log on. A minute and a half. You complain well, about but- a minute and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, okay, you can just sit and talk for a while. It's not that bad. Wait, Connie, what do you think about audiobooks then? Audiobooks? I don't know. I have to be honest. I've never actually used audiobooks. Neither have like, I, and I've never found it very... I don't know. I'm not a listener to begin with. Well, okay, that sounds bad. I'm not. I don't learn. I don't learn best from listening to begin with. So it's best if I read something rather than listen to it. So I'm not quite sure how audiobooks are beneficial. But then again, if you're like jogging, you might want to listen to. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know Maybe. some. Pe- I know some people when they go on like family road trips, they put in an audiobook to listen to, which I think is good. You know, it's. Not just like that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. But you had to find someone with a you had to find someone with a non boring voice, though. <laughs> that I feel like that's a bit subjective now. It's true. Like a boring voice is one just talking like this and putting others to sleep in this hypnotic state and telling them what to do. Whereas you had to have an excited voice that reads things out with excitement and power. Like you, and I think you should go make audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just described yourself right there. 
I know. I don't know. The, the first one or the second one? The first one, I think. The, no, no, no. Definitely the first one. Yeah, see, I can be very calm and hypnotic. <laughs> I, I think or the latter. Would... <laughs> like yeah, I like said, Josh, audiobooks, audiobooks need books. audiobooks are, need someone who knows how to read. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but I don't know. I Because I've always read faster like in my head rather than out loud. So mm-hmm. I always found audiobooks a bit like it Slow. just kind of yeah, it kind of kept me from like finishing my work as yeah. quickly as I could, I feel like. So unless I don't you know. unless you use a computer program to speed up the audiobook, then the human then the person sounds like a chipmunk, but I guess that could work. <laughs> and then I should try that. understand. I should try that. Speed up an audiobook to like 250% speed. Dang, right. that's a good you- idea. You try that and then tell me how much of it you actually got back. Fair enough. Do you, are you guys able to speed read anyone? Speed read. Mm-hmm. I don't There's know actually... if I. I don't know if I can actually speed read. I have sped read a book, but I don't know how much of it I actually retained. Fair enough. <laughs> Apparently, there are actual clubs out there that you can join to really learn how to speed read something. Yeah, my English teacher. She was actually like, not really a professional, but she was taught to be a speed reader and when she was little they used to have speed reading competitions at one of her um like town fairs i guess and she used to always win i was like how do you learn to speed read that's just insane (laughs) competitions wow it's impressive yeah yeah Yeah. all right well thanks courtney that was so interesting you always something have something super exciting to report about unfortunately we have to take a break right now but when we return you'll meet dana allen who is a first place winner in the be the star you are ninth annual essay contest i'm jacqueline tao and i'm steven zhao you're listening to express yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the voice america kids network don't go away and we'll be right back Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, and thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Stephen Zhao. And I'm Jacqueline Tao, and we are your teen hosts. As part of an outreach program to help people read, write, and comprehend, every year Be The Star You Are charity hosts a national essay competition with prizes including cash books and radio interviews. So the 8th annual Be The Star You Are essay contest was sponsored by U.S. Bank, and we had two winners tie for first place. Dana Allen of California and Pamela Lewis of New York were the two first-place winners who wrote about the topic, The World at Your Fingertips. With the catchphrase, technology allows people to access and do so much more than ever imagined. How has technology changed your life? Is it better or worse? So our listeners have already met the second-place winner, Carl David from Pennsylvania, who chose to write about the second topic, topic in the competition called Hear Me Out. He wrote eloquently about teen suicide as a way to reach out and help people. Check out that show online, but as always, it's challenging for the judges to pick the winners. There were also two honorable mentions, Emily M. Ross from, from Arizona and Miss Mary Sue Wickham from Iowa. So you can see the winners do come from all across the nation. So back to our first place winner, Miss Dana Allen lives in the Bay Area and co-runs the Good Earth Store, which is an online retail specializing in health. She has a BA in anthropology from San Jose State University, and she's also a martial artist. Dana, her sister Sarah, and her mother Starla have been longtime supporters of the Be The Star Your charity. In fact, they donate a percentage of the profits from their Good Earth Store to our charity. Thank you for that, Dana, and welcome to Express Yourself. Oh, thank you, Stephen, Jacqueline, for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. So the title of your winning essay was, Is Technology a Part of Us? So I understand that you weren't going to enter the contest thinking that what you had to say wasn't good enough, but how has that changed maybe now that you've won it? <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny. I, I think the, the toughest judge of, of essays are yourself uh, with any of your writing. I, I'm sure a lot of writers can relate to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it was, yeah, it was that last minute. And I'm like, you know what? If if I'm going to win, if it's, you know, in the stars, I guess, hey, I'll just enter it and see what happens. So <laughs> mm -hmm. we would love to hear this winning essay. Would you like to read it for us? Yes. Yes. All right. My anthropology professors told me technology and language are what make us human. Yes, there are animals that use simple tools, but only humans have diverged from simple tools and created the incredible technologies we use today. When I think about how technology has changed my life, if it's made it better or worse, I can only think how it has molded my life. Like every generation before me, as I grew up, so did the technologies around me, changing the way I experienced the world. I was a C-section baby. Had the surgical technology not been around, neither would my mother and I. From my first breath, my life was dependent on technology. As a child of the 80s in Silicon Valley, I was at the heart of the high-tech world. My generation always had color TV and VCRs, but I do remember going to friends' houses without personal computers. 
The only reason I grew up with one was because my mother had an accounting program for the family business on it. I never played many video games, but Mario did teach me how to type correctly at around 70 words per minute and 98% accuracy, a skill that became indispensable to me later in life as my career became internet-based. Flash forward to eighth grade when the internet was developing at lightning speed. Well, I still had dial-up, so it took a bit longer. At a time when I needed to access information for school projects, information was becoming available in mass quantities on the web. Come college, I can count my lucky stars. I was able to access the library from home late at night with my term paper due the next morning. By then, we'd switched to a cable connection. How did I live with dial-up? I loved taking my laptop on vacations, as many hotels now offered Internet access. I could look up restaurants and things to do on the Internet, get directions, and experience something I would have never found on my own. With the memory card on my digital, when the memory card of my digital camera was full, I had to upload photos to my computer to make room for more photos. My laptop and the internet were also indispensable. It took me a while to get on the smartphone craze. I had a cell phone, but what more does a phone need to do than make and receive calls? Many people around the world don't even have a phone. Then I caved. After college, I bought myself an iPhone. My world once again opened up. I no longer needed to take my laptop on vacations as my iPhone did the same thing and was much smaller to carry. I didn't even need a digital camera anymore. It took photos and could upload them to social networking websites so my friends could see them. My iPhone was indispensable. Or so I thought before I got my Galaxy S2. What's next? When I hear about new technologies that invade our privacy or kill thousands, I wonder if too too much technology can be a bad thing. Then I remember how much I enjoy watching documentaries of the Amazon on an HDTV. I can never say if my life would be better or worse without these technologies as I know nothing else. I believe each new development comes with a double-edged sword, and it is up to us on how we use them, because whether we like it or not, technology is a part of us as humans. Dana, thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's a wonderful (gasps) essay. And I have to say it's interesting because uh, you're obviously coming from the perspective of a student trying out these different things, whereas coming up in the next segment, we have a guest that's more on the older side talking about her perspective as a teacher. Dana, you seem to take the same view as your anthropology professors about technology. Would you like to explain that to us? You mentioned at the beginning of your essay. What is anthropology? Well, anthropology is the study of humans. So it can go from an archaeological perspective, which would be the material past, um, or more my emphasis, a cultural perspective. So looking at different cultures, how they interact, um, the social networking of a, of a culture. Um, you have the linguistics, and then you know you have the, the biology of humans. So it's kind of a... a um, holistic approach to studying people mm-hmm. and how did that, that s- go ahead sorry oh sorry and not only that i mean you majored in anthropology and now you co-run the good earth store on the internet so you know anthropology is a very human subject and also you brought in that aspect so did you want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that connection or how that ended up being Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it was kind of an interesting thing. Um, you know, my mom started the store, you know, a few years back. And as her store started to grow, she, you know, needed more help. And I was, you know, shifting careers at the time. And I thought, wow, you know, I have a lot of um, research skills that I have developed, you know, through anthropology. And I've taken a lot of that um, and, you know, research different ways to get products out, research different ways to communicate with customers. And, you know, just having that background has really helped the store. So. Mm-hmm. Would you like to briefly explain what the Good Earth Store is to all of our listeners? A little bit of promotion for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, well, the Good Earth Store, we um, specialize in health products. Um, we have a lot of lotions, bath body products, um, and the nutrition as well. And our approach is having 
you know, things that are not only good for you, but good for the planet as well. And this store is actually available only online, correct? Yes, correct. So, that, so that's really interesting because that shows how technology has infiltrated even the business market. We're not sitting in stores selling peaches everywhere. I don't know why I said peaches. Selling <laughs> yeah. fruit. Sell, uh, selling fruit randomly. We're actually online selling different things via the internet. How, how, has, how has that transition been for you? What do you see coming out of this? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I see a lot of, um, you know, it's so awesome for me just having this online store is just shipping. We ship internationally. So just seeing these countries that, you know, I have to go and actually look up to see them on a map, you know, or places and just seeing the world connect um, and just how we've become such a global economy. While, you know, back 50 years ago, everything was done local. So mm -hmm. I really see that transition. Yeah, that's definitely true. At the very end of your essay, you took the, you said that technology is kind of a double-edged sword being both good and bad. And I think uh, all of us would agree on that. But if you had to lean one way or the other, would you say it's more good? I would definitely say it's more good. I mean, it's mm -hmm. given me a job. It's given me a career. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as long as it gives us a I job mean, that, and some sort of good. income, that's generally good. Yes. But, but at I this, think, you know, mm -hmm. oh, I'm no, go yeah, ahead. I think also having that global connection too, and just having you know that world opened up to you, and I think you know a lot of that is said in my essay, just how you're able to access so much information. Mm -hmm. So, would you say that the fact that technology kind of expands your horizons a little bit and allows you to communicate with the world and maybe explore more job opportunities? Do you feel like this is the driving factor in all technologies? Um, you know, I. That's an interesting question. Um, I would think that a lot of it is just, I think we as humans are curious and just always trying to find new ways, trying to, um, I, I guess you could go for a survival factor. And I think right now, just having that global economy is kind of becoming the new thing. And, you know, learning new technologies has become, you know, um, I, I know on a lot of resumes, you need to put down, you know, what software you can work with and, you know, mm -hmm. your, your technology um, background, you know, to even get a job. So I, I definitely think that that is a kind of a driving factor now. Definitely. It's almost a job in itself to be able to use everything that has to do with Excel. Oh my gosh, that program is so complicated. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to learn. Yeah, definitely. So Dana, actually moving on to talk about your perspective as a student, we actually mentioned this in the previous segment. What do you feel about this idea about technology invading our education system? For example, using Kindles to read textbooks. Oh, gosh, you know, um, it's kind of funny. I've heard a study that you actually lose the percentage of comprehension when you're reading um, on a screen. Now, yeah, we agreed know. on that during the first segment. Yeah. We were like, yeah, it's a little difficult to read. <laughs> yeah, I, I love having just a, a book in front of me. And I love, you know, cracking the spine and, you know, the smell of books. So, you know, I guess I'm a little old fashioned in that. But um, in another way, I can see, you know, where it is, you know, cheaper for schools to have you know, books online and, you know, just different ways. It's a lot, it's a lot easier to carry that's mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Around in your classes. Mm -hmm. How would, yeah. and how would you see this technology developing in your future, Pamela? Not You've been gone through it as a student. You've gone through it as a person just making a life for herself as uh, getting your first job and getting your first business together. Where do you see technology taking you in the future? Oh my goodness. You know, like I, I think with my essay, you know, I'm always, you know, I hold myself back a little bit. Like I, I didn't get a smartphone for you from know, a iPhone few years. to Galaxy <laughs> X2. Love that. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I actually, and before that, I had, you know, just a little tiny phone that just made and received calls. I don't even think it could text message. So <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think yeah. it's kind of funny how, you know, um, you see things and you go, oh, I don't need that. And then, you know, five years later, everyone has it, you know, and it becomes a, how did I live without this? So, I, you know, I'm sure in a few years, there's going to be something that'll come out, you know, that at first I didn't see as useful and then it's become indispensable. I'm going to so claim this that. right now. I personally believe the next big technological boost is going to be an auto into, into transportation. <laughs> that's my, oh, that's like my perception of the future. Kind of idea? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I can see that happening in the near future. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> we are out of time. Thank you, Dana, so much for sharing your views with us on how technology has changed you. It was great talking to you and a great opportunity to hear your award-winning essay. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> mm -hmm. To find out more about the Good Earth Store, listeners, go to www.goodearthstore.com. Great place to buy different materials that you will need for health products online using technology. And thanks again to you and your family for donating part of their profits. Thank you so much, Dana. Oh, we wish more companies would do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, we definitely... Yeah, and back to you again, Dana. Just again, I want to give you a huge congratulations on winning first place. Um, our ninth National Beauty Star Yara Essay Contest will be starting on October 17th. So check out www.btsya.com events for more information. If you'd like to sponsor, email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. My name is Jacqueline Tao. And I'm Steven Zhao. When we return, we'll talk to Pamela Lewis in New York, who tied for first place with Dana Allen in the competition. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us online at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in a bit. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Added Preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. There. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Jacqueline Tao. And I'm Steven Zhao, and we are your teen hosts today. If you're just tuning in, today's program of Express Yourself features the first place winners of the 8th annual National Be The Star You Are essay contest sponsored by U.S. Bank. We just interviewed Dana Allen from California, and now we're going all the way to New York, three hours away, to talk with Pamela Lewis. A lifelong resident of Queens, New York, Pamela A. Lewis is devoted to real books and the arts. When not writing, she teaches French to eager Francophile high school students. Pamela's award-winning essay was called Technode. Pamela, welcome to Express Yourself. Thank you. It's nice to be on the show. Nice to have you here. Hey, Pam, this is your second time winning first place in the essay contest. Were you surprised to take the grand prize once again? Yes, I was. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I almost missed the notification. Uh, Cynthia had, had let me know that I had won, and I apparently didn't see the email or it got buried in uh, some other emails. And I got a second message, and I happened to notice it, and I said, oh, my goodness, I've, I've won again. I was really surprised because I know that these contests attract a lot of people. So I was really thrilled to know that I had done it a second time. Just shows how good of a writer you are. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, we're so glad that you ultimately ended up being able to submit it and, of course, winning it. So I um, really want to be able to hear your submission because you have a different take on technology. So did you want to read it to us? Yes, I'd be happy to do that. So here it is. Technode. It was last academic year, and the end of the first marking period was nearing. A colleague and I were reminiscing about back in the day, that being the mid-1980s to the early 1990s. The sum total of our teaching amounts to just over 50 years, so our memory lane had enough length for some serious strolling. The subject, appropriately enough, was grades. Not the grades our students would earn, but rather how we used to record them. Remember when we would all pile up in the library reading room to put in our grades, my fellow teacher said, her voice betraying a nostalgia for what she clearly believed had been a golden age. I then recalled teachers armed with grade books, calculators, and lethally sharp pencils packed into the reading room where, looking like sentinels, were eight small dull green steel file cabinets placed on some of the wooden tables. Each had several drawers containing a yellow card listing the courses every one of our young charges were studying and for which they would receive a grade. A grade every single teacher would write into the appropriate course box by hand. Submitting grades by the deadline was stressful enough, but the reading room ritual, as I called it, amped up the craziness. Teachers reached over, around, and sometimes, it seemed, through each other to get to a grade card drawer. I need the D-tray. You got it? Who has Anna Bergman? Oh, excuse me. Sorry I stepped on your foot. So how's your husband doing? Organized mayhem, to be sure, but full of mirth. The teachers saw and talked with each other and joked their way through the tedious but necessary process. 
A few hours and several dulled or broken pencil points later, we got our grades in, on time. In 1997, the steel cabinets were replaced with desktop computers, and almost overnight, we had to come up with clever usernames and passwords so impenetrable that not even Houdini could have cracked them so we could access the ever-growing number of websites to carry out our work. The old yellow cards that bore the handwritten names of our students and the handwritten grades their teachers had awarded them got the heave-ho. We are now virtually, I don't use this word lightly, a mouse click away from complete digitization. Attendance, report cards, interdepartmental communication, and textbook tracking have all been scooped into the technological embrace. The new telephones we all received a few months ago are sleek and digitized, but they hardly ever ring since we email each other rather than dial an extension. Not only almost paperless, we are also nearly speechless. Technology has also changed my personal life. Instead of writing letters, I can dash off an email to friends and overseas relatives. Whereas I used to search for information in my encyclopedia, I now Google what I need and find it in seconds. I own an e-reader and have downloaded several books ranging from novels to the Bible. I bank and shop online, and the photos I take with my digital camera make me look like a pro. While technology has made my life neither better nor worse, it has made it easier, which is a very different consideration. The former drudgery of many tasks has been eliminated, for which I am grateful. But despite the breathtaking feats it performs, Technology can never fully replace uniquely human connections, such as sending or receiving handwritten letters, holding and turning the pages of books, or having my foot stepped on while I enter a student's grade. That's the end. Pamela, that is so awesome. We can totally tell why you won this <laughs> first place award. I really Thank love you. how you've managed to work in a lot of your personality and yet keep this entire essay entertaining and light for us to read while making a very strong point very Thanks. insightful about how your life has changed in this world hey pamela i understand that since you've won twice you've been interviewed on our producers radio program star style be the star you are now twice so far what was that like for you were you nervous about being broadcasted live well uh yes and no um you know of course uh andy warhol the famous artist you know made the comment that everybody gets 15 minutes of fame and uh, that was mine. Uh, that was my, my little bit of fame. And it's always thrilling to be in the spotlight uh, for a few minutes, even if it is just for a short time. And uh, it was a little nerve-wracking for me, and not in a bad way, but you do feel the tingle knowing that your voice is being heard by many people. And uh, it's live, and it's sort of like in the old days when they had live television, you know, there were no do-overs. Do you had to get it right the first time. So there was a little bit of nervousness, but I was also thrilled that I had won and that my words that I thought were uh, representative of my feelings about something important were being heard by many people. I was getting to share that with others. And that's the awesome thing about radio, which in itself is another technology boost. But the idea that we can broadcast our voice to so many different people just by saying what we have on our mind. That's right. I agree. And I'm a big fan of radio. Um, it's something that I grew up with. And 
before, not, not to say that it was before television, I had both, but um, when I was younger, radio was really very important, and uh, uh, it was a way for people to connect with uh, the people on the other side of, uh, of, the, of the line, so to speak, and you could use your imagination in a different way. So I think we've lost a little bit of that uh, with the ascendancy of all of these other technologies. Mm-hmm, definitely. I love what mm-hmm. you said at the very end, how it's interesting that things have become easier, but whether mm-hmm. or not that's a good thing is something else to talk about entirely. Yes, right. I agree. Yeah, easier is, is a very different um, set of concerns, I think, than good or bad. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it has more nuances to it than that. So that's why I, I made that point in, in my essay that uh, there, there's a big difference between good, bad as, a, as opposed to easier or uh, not so easy. So I, I wanted to make that distinction. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That makes so much sense. And, you know, since your take on technology was kind of centered around the the anecdote of you entering grades for students, <laughs> um, I was just wondering, um, what have your students' impressions been of your winning this essay contest? And not only winning, but with this anecdote involving them? Well, actually, they're, they're, they don't know about this. Uh, I'm, I'm very private uh, and in a lot of ways, and I have not shared this information with my students. I've, I've shared it with some of my colleagues and certainly my friends and family, but uh, I, I haven't told my students about that, and that may seem strange. I just, um, I'm not sure how I would go about that, uh, telling them without it appearing to be sort of self promoting so uh, oh, a I haven't told them <laughs> that's right we're how would I how would I insert this into my daily uh into my daily teaching so yeah, I, that makes I have sense. I have I have um not included them in the good news <laughs> Pamela would you like to give us a brief introduction to how you as a teacher now uh have to deal with technology actually at my school we were just talking about this they're thinking about issuing iPads to every single incoming freshman now hmm well, I, uh, I have very mixed feelings about the technology. I've been a teacher for over 20, 20 years now, and I have seen uh, tremendous changes in teaching, in the classroom, in pedagogy because of technology. And again, it is a mixed blessing. I think it has made a lot of our teaching, the teaching and learning experience, very, very easy. It has given us incredible access to all kinds of information. Uh, at the same time, I am concerned about what it is doing to um, the learning process. I think that students are learning differently and they're retaining information probably not as well. I, I'm not sure that they are holding on to information in the same way. And I'm concerned that they are losing the healthy respect for the written word and the written word that comes in the form of a, of, of a book. Um, you know, it, it says in my biography that I still believe in real books because I think it is something that is created from scratch. And there's the author and then there's the material and there's the writing. You know, there's a whole process that creates this book. And a book is something that's that's real and tangible and you can hold on to it. And it's like the collective the collective experience and knowledge of so many people who have contributed to that one particular book. Um, But getting back to the question itself about technology, 
I, I'm thrilled at what it can do. In my own classroom, I have a smart board. I use my computer. I can download all sorts of wonderful films and things from websites uh, for my students, and I can show them a, a wide variety uh, of, uh, of materials that it would take a lot longer for them to get out of a textbook. But at the end of the day, we still have a textbook. They still have to study from that. They still have to write um, uh, on, on paper. So I, I have mixed feelings about the technology. Uh, I mm -hmm. hope that answers the right. question. No, definitely the faster it is and the easier it is, there is an element of going so fast and making it so easy that we don't retain information and the distractions that come with the internet. There's a lot to be said on that subject. Yes, yeah, I mean, and I, I do see that. I mean, I'm in college right now, and a lot of times during lectures, students are on their laptops, and I know there have been studies about, you know, what percentage of people are looking at something on the computer that's relevant versus not relevant. So I think to sum up, it's definitely a double-edged sword there. But um, yeah. thanks so much, Pamela, for enlightening us here on, you know, your take on the educated community and the impact that technology has made on it. Um, thanks so much for joining us on Express Yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. You're so Please welcome. make sure to enter, enter the essay contest again next year because the third time is the charm, or so to say. <laughs> yeah, for more information on the essay contest, check out btsya.com under events. I'm Jacqueline Tao. I'm Stephen Zhao. Thank you so much, Pamela, for joining us. Unfortunately, we are out of time. It has been great interviewing you, and honestly, we could talk for hours on this very subject. So best of right. success to you, Pamela, in the future. To our listeners, this is Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us online. Don't go away, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself. 
on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Jacqueline Tao. And I'm Steve Zhao, and we are the teen hosts for the show. In this past segment and the past few segments, the entire show has been talking about technology and how we are using it and changing ourselves in that sense. And actually, exactly. it's, in- it's interesting how we're talking about it right now because we're talking via Skype and we've been having problems with Skype, but it's been keeping us going in the radio show in the first place. I mean, we've had some, some you know, thoughts about whether technology is overall good, overall bad. I think the conclusion is that it's kind of a double-edged sword. In many respects, you know, whether in education or Kindles, which has kind of been like a recurring theme today. But yeah, so mixed conclusions, basically. But now let's go on to our health beat reporter in Florida, Nicole Eubanks. Hey, Nicole. Hey. Thanks for joining us today. So today you were going to talk a little bit about how we can use technology to affect another part of our lives, which is health. So um, what did you kind of what perspectives did you have? Because we actually had an interesting guest who was talking about um, a business that she had that was called um, that created kind of earthy health products and kind of mixed in technology with that. So in today's generation, technology has become a resource we really depend on, especially as teens. We get really involved with it since we have, you know, like we like to text and we watch videos on YouTube and we pretty much like use the Internet for school and stuff also. But I was thinking, you know, does it really affect your health? And okay, to start, sleep is a very important factor to being healthy and technology actually affects your sleeping patterns. TV, for example, can affect you if you leave it on as you sleep. Your body needs a relaxing energy to get a good rest. And if your room is full of electronics like TVs, computers, and radios, your own body doesn't consider it like a space to be relaxing. So, and like cell phones, almost everyone today has a cell phone. I mean, and who wouldn't? I mean, they're like a really good resource for staying in contact and holding information. But they also can affect your sleep. I hope this isn't just me, but when I'm trying to fall asleep and I get a text like in the middle of the night, I just jump up like super fast to reply. I have to sleep through it. (laughs) Really? I just like jump up. I just have to answer it. And I don't really think that's just me, but it severely affects your sleep, obviously. Mm -hmm. And instead of resting and preparing for the day, we get distracted by our cell phones. And it isn't just texting or calling friends that distracts us. It's also game devices and laptops. Cell phones are proven bad for your health because they cause heat, emit microwaves, and they have radiation, and you hold the waves right next to your brain. You can avoid the dangers of it by turning off your phone and leaving it in your bathroom or living room to charge, and if you use your phone for an alarm, get an alarm clock because, I mean, you don't really want all that bad stuff going into your brain. Based on a study, people who were exposed to this radiation took longer to fall asleep um, like into the deeper stages of sleep and even sleep at all. Various phone companies became kind of embarrassed and, you know, said the, the results from the testing were inconclusive, but who are you going to trust? You know, the companies or the doctors. 
the doctors also said that with the radiation coming in the device like right next to you, it activates your stress center and you are alert instead of winding down and falling asleep. And on top of that, the volunteers in the study that were exposed said that they felt electrosensitive, which basically means they got headaches and felt stressed from what they believed were the cell phones. So, I mean, after all of that, I hope you guys know how greatly affected you are by, you know, the devices, and maybe we can all just take a break from them. I saw a YouTube video <laughs> a while ago where they put four cell phones next to each other, had everyone call these four cell phones to create a chain so they all called each other, and the ring actually popped a kernel of popcorn in, in the center because of all the radiation. I don't quite believe it. Everyone says that it's slightly, like, edited, so it's not real, but that's still a scary thought. <laughs> oh my that god, is really... that is really weird. <laughs> Yeah, I actually read somewhere that, um, um, like, if cell phones have been killing off bees and reducing pollination because somehow the radiation that goes through the air and everything just negatively affects them. I mean, as it ne negatively affects humans, but that's why a lot of them have been dying off, which is kind of weird. I'm not sure if that's completely true, but I guess it makes sense in light of, like, the new facts that we've just gotten. I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it's interesting because... Even though I know all of this stuff, like this research that's been done, I still can't let go of my cell phone. I just have to have it there just to make sure I don't miss anything <laughs> important happening. I don't yeah. know if you guys feel this way, but maybe that's just me. I do too. I'm like addicted to my cell phone. Like, I cannot live without it. Which yeah, is a I slight mean, problem, but... <laughs> I mean, a lot of times people get mad if you don't reply to their text soon enough. So it's kind of like you, also, you almost have to be on your phone all the time. I guess that kind of shows, though, like how generations have changed because we think somebody's mad capital letters. And it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay. I find that so amusing because it's true. Uh, talking to people online is so different than talking in person. You have to try to sense what they're saying <laughs> in between the capital letters and the awkwardly placed periods and the little commas here and there. Yeah. 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 Mysterious emoticons like sometimes. <laughs> Mysterious. Yeah. With me, it's like I know the person's mad if they actually like punctuate and like use correct grammar. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic. The sad the thing is, I'm don't. laughing because it's so true. It is so <laughs> true. That's really depressing. Exactly. Our generation yeah. has become slightly technophobic. No, technophied. Technophobic. Yeah. Technophilic. Yeah. Philic. Thank you. Philic. Not fied. But, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. No, yeah. technified too, of course. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, I sleep with my cell phone on the bed next to me. I well, Not the bed next to me, on the bed stand next to me. <laughs> and I use it for my alarm clock. And I do check my phone often. I don't wake up to text. I'm biologically, for some reason, I'm biologically trained so that I never wake up to a phone call or a text, but only to that alarm noise that my phone makes. It's really cool. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it also shows how I'm used to, how used I am to it. Not exactly. a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I actually got so used to my phone alarm that I started sleeping through it and sometimes my roommate has to wake me up when she hears it, which is kind of bad, I guess. We should use better alarm clocks like the one that uh you put a dollar $100 bill in and it slowly grinds it up if you don't put if you don't shut it off. Oh, really? Are you serious? Yeah. That's real. It's mm -hmm. so that's a bad invention. <laughs> it's so oh awful, God. but it's it would work. It's just so terrible. Only I a hundred dollar like, bill, not a one dollar bill. Well, I guess you can put it on one dollar bill if you really wanted, but you have to Maybe create it incentive. Would be effective for me. I would yeah. put 
I would put a quarter in it to like so it would break, so I wouldn't <laughs> like need to you know use it. Because right now I just use my phone, but I mean I learned all that stuff, and I'm like I have to get an alarm clock. But I think I'm I have to stop with my cell phone. It's getting out of control. <laughs> there's also alarm clocks that jump up and run around, and ch- and you have to chase after them. But no, appa- there's not. No, they are. But apparently, someone got so used to it that they slept rock and chased it down while sleeping, and then went back to bed. I can believe that. <laughs> I know some people who are so t- either they're too tired or they're too kind of desensitized that they kind of automatically turn off their alarm, then go right back to sleep. Hey Nicole, That's what me. about the whole thing about getting new phones over and over? What do you think about that? What do you mean? Uh, people often upgrade phones, like the person we were talking to in segment four, going from a very tiny phone to an iPhone to a Galaxy. Uh, do you uh, do you think it's smart to continuously update phones or to try to follow this new phone coming out every single <laughs> year? Well, just in my opinion, well, right now I can't. Well, I'm only like 14, so I can't afford my phone. But um, that does change I'm just things saying, quite a bit. Like, um, just to like keep on upgrading, I guess like it's okay. Like after a while, like I mean, if you have your home phone for like a couple, like a year or like a like at least one year, it makes sense. But I mean, some people just like are out of control with it and then just keep on updating it and updating it whenever like all you really need a cell phone for is like texting and calling like you yeah. don't really need all that unless well, you like have a business to go I, on the I, internet and stuff. i, I kind of do need it for emails but that's another story yeah <laughs> unfortunately i wouldn't know yeah unfortunately we are out of time for this segment thank you nicole so much for this text land on healthbeat and thank you for joining us as always thanks for having me Thank you again to our essay winners, Dana and Pamela, for reading the inspiring essays about technology changing the world that we live in. Continue entering these Be The Star Your essay contests to all of our listeners out there who want to win money, books, and the opportunity to be on the radio. New competition begins October this year, so be watching in our newsletters and social networking, or just go to btsya.com under events. So everyone, thanks for so much for joining us here on Voice America Kids. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing this show. And thanks to our guests from across the globe. Of course, to you, our listeners, thank you so much for making us a top-rated program. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. For more fun stories written by teens, pick up a copy of Be The Star You Are for Teens at BeTheStarYouAre.com. I'm Jacqueline Tao. And I'm Steven Zhao. We are your teen hosts. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program. Hey, we want to hear your thoughts. We want to ha- answer your questions. So email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check us out online. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with the charity, buy books and t-shirts, and make a donation. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, until next week, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself